Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women as well as marginalized people who has been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast, Apple, Spotify and Google. It will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. Guys, happy women's... <laughs> Happy, happy what? No, no, um, happy Women's International Day or some shit like that. Are we going to restart or you just got to continue? Nah, nah. Um, well, International obviously, Women's Day was on Monday. Yeah, was on Monday, <laughs> yeah. Happy, and then people, yeah, literally on Monday. Oh, by the way, guys, you're listening to Asian Beaches Down Under. <laughs> literally on Monday, like, because when I work from my home in Redfern, mm-hmm. like, I always have the door open, the front door open, and, like, oh, there's yeah. quite a quite a busy foot traffic um during the day and all right on monday morning i literally heard a what a woman go around on the street just saying to people happy women's day happy women's day so happy about <laughs> it i don't understand and i was like what is happening <laughs> yeah it was so weird i think people yeah. misinterpret the actual meaning for the origin of the international women's yeah. day i think it was started as like a working woman's protest or something like that right. and then yeah. now 2021 you have politicians handing out fucking flowers in the station it's not mother's day oh so my God. It's, that's so I, what what kind of work can i use irksome. that's irksome it's so that's stupid so irksome. <laughs> like we're just human beings I, I wish that women's day wasn't even a thing like i cannot believe we're still doing this how extraordinary the corporatization of this day has become just in the last few years it's I don't extremely want fucking flower. i don't want fucking i flowers. want flowers give me flowers any day i mean flowers, me flowers is fine but it's so to- yeah. tokenish you know tokenistic, it's yeah. tokenistic to give flowers on a day that you're supposed to be asking for or are supposed to be equal giving pay. yeah equal pay for fuck's sake not child care killed. you know not to be killed when we walk yeah. down the street at not night safe How space <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So where should we start? Let's just start with your eventful week, Jess. Oh, well, I have a million things to talk about. So um, I went to an IWD, which is Mm -hmm. short for International Women's Day, breakfast last yesterday (laughs) in the morning Mm -hmm. at the Ivy, um, which I'll talk to you about um, in detail. Um, um, I went to All About Women Festival on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sally, who also attended. Um, And uh, I watched probably the most beautiful film I have ever seen Aww. in my whole life. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's called Nomad Land and it's f- famous because, you know, Chloe Zhao, Zhao. is mm-hmm. the fir- the second woman only to have been given the best director award at the Golden Globes recently. Mm-hmm. The first Asian um, descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first Asian. Um, this film broke my heart oh, in ways that I didn't God. think that my heart could break. Seriously. It was just... Stunning doesn't even come close to mm-hmm. how, like how spectacular the cinematography mm-hmm. and the storyline and the pacing 
and the tone and the tenor of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, basically um, it was the the story is based on a nonfiction book um by Jessica someone or other written a few years ago, and then Chloe Zhao turned it into a novel uh turned it into a story for the movie. cinema. Yep. For a movie, yeah, um, where Frances McDormand plays this woman in her late 50s who has just lost her husband. She's not a widow, and she is moving across sort of different states, Nebraska, Arizona, and she lives in a van. Mm -hmm. And uh, so much of the film is shot with Frances McDormand um, kind of being alone, like eating alone, like um, canned soup inside her uh, van, driving. And the landscape is like... The landscape alone is just such a stunning feat, the mm-hmm. shots of the landscape. Um, but what was mi- miraculous about this film was that so many, so much of the scenes were of Frances McDormand by herself, but I never once felt lonely during mm-hmm. the whole film. Like I, mm-hmm. I never felt sympathetic or like pitying of her loneliness. And it was just such a... You know when you watch a film and it makes you see the beauty of life? Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. you realise yeah. the beauty and the like awesomeness of the world? Mm-hmm. This film is exactly what it did for me. And I saw it with um, Andrew and another friend, Drew and Billy, and we were just like... <laughs> and also there were moments in the film where I was like bawling my eyes out. Do the boys cry? And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Aww. boys cry. Uh-huh. Well, I know that my Andrew did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I literally had to turn around after the film and hold his hand and say like, <laughs> oh are you God. okay? Uh-huh. Because it was so like, moving. it was so yeah. absolutely moving. It was just shocking how, how absolutely astonishing this film was. It was just, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. I cannot wait for you to see it. And you really must see it at the cinemas. I am really looking forward to see it now because when you text me, did you text me earlier today, this morning, saying that if I have seen the film, I say no because it's only showing CBD. on the yeah. cinemas in the CBD. Yeah. And I found out there's actually, <laughs> I never thought of this. I should have looked it up earlier. You know the Avoca Theatre, mm-hmm. which is near our place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought of like small theatre that would show the movie as such. So I looked it up. They actually are screening Minari and No Man Land now. So Great. I'm going to try to find a time yeah. to take both of my kids to go with me to oh see it because I know that they would definitely enjoy okay. it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think... Because um, I always ask if there's no girls or women in it, I'm not going to go and see the movie. I love that. Like I her love that. first priority yeah. of picking a movie is that... Is a girl yeah. main character? Yeah. yeah, if it's not, I'm not going to oh go Oh, my God, that is the best. That is so... You have raised a fucking awesome feminist daughter. That is so good. Yeah, I think um, mm. uh, I think maybe Aya, your eight-year-old daughter, might find um, Nomadland a bit slow because nothing much happens. Mm. Um, but I definitely mm-hmm. recommend both um, Luke to see both those movies. It's just like... It is so... Like, watching Nomadland made me feel things I just mm. didn't think cinema could do and it just was such mm-hmm. an inspiration in terms of just like what life can be and how beautiful this earth is yeah mm-hmm. oh it's mm-hmm. it's stunning i can't wait for you to see it i mean in, yeah yeah i think in the past 10 years i just feel like something that i never felt before while i'm watching the tv or the movies i think the prog- the progression of how we as humans making arts on screen that is displayed in front mm. of us that is just becoming so out of the world I think oh, yeah I think I have watched so many movies that just make me cry yeah. 
like your standard of a good book is make you cry, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like for me, yeah. it's similar yeah, for the movie, movies yeah. as well. Doesn't matter, it has to be sad or happy, but it needs to be at the standard that really fucking drew your heart. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Drills your heart, drills yeah. into your heart. Well, this film yeah. definitely punctured a hole in my heart, like in a good way. Mm. It didn't puncture a hole in my heart. It like <laughs> shook my heart and it broke it into pieces mm. and it kept breaking. And the movie is quite long. So like oh towards the last God. half an hour, I remember just thinking over and over again, please finish, please finish, please finish. Because I, I just couldn't stop breaking. My heart just kept breaking and it just kept <laughs> oh, no. going on. But it's not like this. It's not like breaking in the sense like agony. It wasn't like a tragedy. It was breaking because mm-hmm. like I was like, I can't take more like um, sort of more... Beauty slash sadness. There was just this perfect blend mm-hmm. of beauty slash sadness. Yeah. What about you? Did you watch a movie this week? This week, uh, let me see on my notes. I haven't been watching really good movies this week. It was just there was this Adam. What's his name? Driver. No, not Adam's driver. The guy who plays Jake Perota in Brooklyn. Oh, Sandberg. Is it? <laughs> Sandberg. Andy, that's Andy Sandberg? right. <laughs> Andy Sandberg. Yeah. Sorry. There's this uh, really stupid. Similar to Ground Hawk's oh, yeah. movie, Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if we watched it through Netflix or Amazon, yeah. but uh, my husband just picked that movie because he said, oh, it's comedy, yeah. let's watch something yeah. funny. And then, <laughs> I don't know why, it's it's going to sound violent, but whenever I see Andy Sandberg's face, you should punch it because she's so stupid. He's such good. Wait, he's Jewish, right? He's got the cutest face. Mm. I love Jewish people. I love Jewish faces. I, I like. I yeah, love. They're big funny, noses. but he's always like happy right. and bright yeah, face. It's I love like that. Over right. op- optimistic. Right, right, right. Like there's nothing's gonna be yeah. wrong. Like that could be annoying. Yeah, yeah that could be very annoying. Mm. But um, yeah. So um, actually, Andrew was just telling me the other day, like um, how in the last few. In the last few months, there's been a, quite a lot of movies that, that are like copy the idea of um, Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Just the days repeating yourself. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Well, like with this Palm Spring, is it sounds like it's like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You just repeat yourself. Who's you who's the die. female character? Is there she, a female? She lead? was yeah. There's a female Lee, but I can't remember her name. She was. She seems familiar to me. Let me just Google it now. Okay. Is it Palm? Well, while Helen's Googling that, um, I want to say also last night was a monumental end to something for me. Um, Billy, Carl and I finished Sex and the City. We finished <laughs> yes. the entire series, which was like, we were screaming. We were like, we were screaming at the top of our voices at the end of the episode because it was just, it felt like something had died in us. Like a friendship had ended because the, the friendship that those four women have was so, like, yes, it was super problematic and... Mm-hmm. Um, I went I after the third last episode, which is called Splat, which has Kristen Johnson playing Lexi Featherstone and she dies by falling off like an apartment while she's trying to smoke. Um, that was like so violent and unnecessary and really, really problematic. Despite that, we like really, we really felt some sort of sense of loss by having finished the series because it was, yeah, the series is at its best when whenever um, four women and their friendship are centered and when it's not about the men. Mm, mm. Yeah, so it was monumental. Anyway, um we this weekend we're going to look at the we're going to watch the movies. So that's that's exciting. I've already mm. seen the movies but years ago. So you're going to yeah. rewatch it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's but it's really exciting that um it's and sad that we finished it. Okay, so, so I found the girl yeah. who was mm-hmm. in the lead for Palm Spring, Christine 
Meloti. She's Italian background, okay. But she was born in New Jersey. She was the girl, like she seemed familiar to me, but I couldn't quite get hold of where I've seen her. Now I'm looking up on IMDb. So she was the girl who she was the woman who played Maggie in Modern Love, the very first episode. Oh right, the Dorman、okay. episode. Okay, I the hate one, Modern Love. Yeah, I hate it so much. But did you so, watch it? No,、did、I、you? never watched、oh, it because、okay. I just hated it. I hated the ads. I try. I've seen like very white. snippets of it. You know, it's just it's like the way I hate Big Bang Theory.、Mm, I hate Big Bang、mm. Theory. I hate Modern Family. Ugh, yuck! This is not the sitcom for me. I never liked those sitcoms. So she's the one who played、um, Betsy in Fargo, the television series. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Anyway,、yeah. um, okay, cool. Oh. The girl from How I Met Your Mother again. It's not your type of musical. <laughs> yeah, I, I never watched that either.、Mm. Yeah. Um, speaking of books, now turning to books, I'm rereading. We need to talk about Kevin, which is Lionel Shriver's book from 2003, I believe.、Mm-hmm. Um,、yep. I I read that when I was like 16 or 15,、mm-hmm. and it changed my life. And it's funny because I picked up the book because my our brother is called Kevin. And I just、mm-hmm. thought the title was so like funny. We need to talk about Kevin. So you did not expect what's no. I had no idea. You never heard about the story. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And I also thought Lionel Shriver, that name, was a guy. So I、oh. didn't. I didn't know it was a female writer until like、oh. years later. I think. So we need to talk about Kevin. Was made into a film a few years ago, starring、um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. yeah, and her husband is played by、um, that guy in、um, that funny guy. Who played the twin brother of Will Ferrell in that movie Twins or something? Okay. Anyway, he's like usually a another comic comedian. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So weird casting, by the way. Such a weird <laughs> casting. And、um, anyway, the book is what like I'm reading it now, and it is just fucking astonishing. Like, I feel a bit conflicted because the, Lionel Shriver is so kind of like unsavory to like these days because she's like such a like people people. Because of her cultural,、um, her take of a few years ago at the Brisbane Writers Festival about how, oh yeah, white people should be able to appropriate any anyone in fiction. I don't like that、okay. stance. I think、uh-huh. she's deeply problematic.、Um, but I have to say, this book we need to talk about, Kevin, is astonishing.、Mm-hmm. It is absolutely astonishing. And、mm-hmm. I know this because I'm reading currently reading three or four other books, and just nothing compares. Nothing compares to the absolute.、Um, Absolute astonishing way that she constructs her sentences in this book.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I've written read a lot of other Lionel Shriver books. The only other ones I've read is like、um, the Post Birthday World, and I think that's all. But like, yeah, this one I I'm reading again because my next novel is Epistolary in form as well, which is like a series of letters, and so I'm trying、mm-hmm. to like get into the get into like I'm trying to learn about ways to tell a story through letters. And this、mm-hmm. book is a series of letters written by the mother of a son who has committed、um, a shooting at a school. It's、mm-hmm. set in like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand ish, and、um, she's writing letters to her ex husband.、Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just,、uh, it's so good. The writing is so fucking amazing. Like, it's just so good. I just, I just wanted to tell you how、so、amazing was, this book is. Yeah, I, I remember the book and the、yeah. movie. Yeah. Do you want to tell our, our listeners, as in the back plot, was it based on a true story? Well, I think it was loosely based on Columbine. Yeah,、uh-huh. Columbine shootings. Yeah, yeah, because I read the actual book by 
was it by Columbine? Because you gave me the book. Oh, yes. Um, Dylan, the... Dylan, Eric. That's right. Dylan? Yeah. Dylan someone. Dylan, Dylan someone, yeah. The Dylan's mother mom. who actually write yeah. the book about the yeah. prior incident or how it built up or and yeah. what happened on the actual day and how they're yeah. kind of recovering what happens afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. I, um, for those who don't know... Um, the two Columbine shooters were Dylan someone or other and Eric someone or other. I can't believe I've forgotten mm-hmm. their surnames. But anyway, Dylan's two mother. Men. Yeah, yeah, two young boys. Dylan's mother wrote a memoir about it um, mm-hmm. years and years later. And I fucking loved that book. It was absolutely... Yeah. I think it's called A Mother's Reckoning. And she is just astonishing in the way that she explains how like... Oh, how, the the backlash that she got, how like the mm-hmm. whole world very turned on her, how mm-hmm. like she did everything in her power to, to, like she didn't expect this. Like nobody expects that their child would no become murderers. No parents you know? expect yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just like no parents of prodigies expect that their children will be prodigies. And and um, I think this book is kind of loosely based on that story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I've I'm kind of like a third way in, and Lionel Shriver. And the way in which her character, the main character, the mother, Eva, is her name, Eva Kajadurian, the way that she's, like, looking back on the decision she had in her 30s to have a child, like, she's kind of Mm -hmm. thinking back, like, oh, what made me want to have this child? Because she's now thinking back, what would happen if, like, I didn't have, you know, my son, you know, Mm. this killings of, these killings wouldn't have happened in the high school. And, like, it's so great because... um, I am currently in my like one well, early in my early thirties, but like the way in which she's negotiating whether or not to have a child is something that I have negotiated in my brain mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. and I just I love the way she talks about like motherhood and the dilemma that we face about wanting to have children or not. There's a it's, woman, yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I fucking. Love well, it. here's here's gonna be a personal question: Would you consider to freeze your eggs? Oh no, never. Mm-hmm. A because it's um too expensive, and mm-hmm. B um if I wanted children, it's not I I don't I'm not, I'm not predisposed to insist that my children are my from my own genes. Like that doesn't matter okay. to me. I'm I'll so freely you're okay adopt, with adopt. Yep. Or, mm-hmm. or like have someone else's child or whatever other means. Like I'm yeah. I'm not anal about having my own genes passed down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because like who cares. I, I could mm-hmm. love anyone, I think. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I'm not someone who needs that progress, gen- genetic chemical passed down heredness, hereditariness, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, yeah. I think that's another topic for our another episode some other day. I think that's quite interesting to talk mm. about how, you know, Asian cultures, there's a extreme need of passing your yeah. own down, genes down, down your genes. Yeah. I almost and don't want to... So, don't want my own children just just so I can reject that that history seriously and also mm, our family yeah. you know there's you've got children Lisa's got children there are enough people to mm-hmm. have passed down our genes Pass you know down, if yeah. that matters but for me yeah. like I'm one of four it doesn't matter to me there are so many mm-hmm, children mm-hmm, out there that need it. adoption yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I agree um so I'm reading uh Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. Ishikuru. Guru? Everyone's yeah. fucking talking about that book. Uh-huh. Oh really? Have you read Yeah, everyone's talking about that book. There are I've so read many reviews. His around. other three books but they were in Chinese. Our cousin oh my got God, it for you're me a amazing. couple of years ago. I've the never read any of Berry his books. Very Giant, The Remains yeah. of the Days and yeah. what Never Let, never me, let go. me Go. Yeah, yeah. Um I actually went back to look for those three books and kind of quickly flipped through them because 
what happened with me that if <laughs> if the book hasn't really had a really deep impression in my mind that I kind of can't remember the whole plot. Right. Yeah. So yeah. those three books were really, really good, but it was also very complicated because I read it was a couple of years ago. I was when I was flipping through them, I was talking to my son saying that, oh okay, um stories about dystopian and kind of a futuristic um mm. story background, etc. Um there was another book that kind of just crash into my mind and I was uh, describing the the narrative to him and he said oh it's a memory police that was a oh, really yeah. another really good book by um was it Yoko Ogawa yeah, yeah. I'm just so obsessed with Japanese literature because I went back to see um Murakami's book as well because I want to read the English yeah. version rather than the Chinese version this time right right yeah so Clara and the Sun it's kind of like a set in a, another dystopian futuristic but uh it's a bit intertwined with emotions um it's uh, started with a narrative from a so-called um, artificial friend in the book it's called af just abbreviated as af artificial friend learning human emotions through the lens of the artificial friends uh, clara it really i actually started reading about two days ago i'm almost halfway through because it's not hard wow. to read yeah um, yeah, it, yeah his feel, writing is apparently yeah. very clean and easy yes yes i i feel like it's almost like a ya to be honest okay. um i'm interested i i really like it even though I'm only halfway through it, because I liked him writing from the perspective of something that is not entirely human. Yeah. Like in the sense of observing the interactions in between human relationships. Nice, nice. Um, because I always, like, I've written, like, a short stories from the perspectives of a dog before. Yeah. Nice. Like, I never no. really put it out me. anyone. Um, you should show me. It always always intrigues me and fascinate. I'm so fascinated about creatures that is in our world, but they're not human. Right. But because we never, we are never been able to communicate with them yeah. directly yeah. in the yeah. depths as we do between humans. Yeah. I'm always fascinated of how they see the world, especially how they observe human interactions right. and how they yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, so I can't wait to finish it. Yeah, wow, amazing. Well, I I have to say I've never read any Ishiguro because um to me in my head he's like too popular and I shy yeah, away from popular, popular writers. Yeah. But like a lot of people say he's just he's a really great writer. Um, he's mm. very clean. I read this um review in the New Yorker where they said like his writing is almost like so simple it's deceptive. Like it it seems really really simple, but it's actually very like hard to write that way that simply mm. whereas like mm. martin amos is very flowery and i'm like oh my god i'm fucking never reading martin amos because i fucking <laughs> hate flowery language i hate i hate flowery language on the page is like someone just fucking showing off and doing pirouettes <laughs> in front of you whereas like i'm just more like into someone who doesn't need to show off on the page and mm. it sounds like ishiguru is someone who's like doesn't need to fucking show off on the page yeah it's just very direct and clean and when you finish, like, uh, there's a couple of um, paragraphs, I just read it, it makes you extend your thinking beyond yeah. of the interactions that he just presented. Yeah, I think, um, have you ever read Sigurd Nunez's The Friend? No, I haven't. Okay, uh, as a dog obsessive lover, I, I feel like lover doesn't even 
it doesn't even come close to how Helen feels about (laughs) dogs. Helen's like a dog worshipper. I think you should read it because that book made me, Mm. it it was so beautiful in the way that she writes about her, the protagonist's relationship with a dog, Mm -hmm. that it actually made me want to forego all human relations and just live with dogs. That's how powerful it was. I I think you should I'm already like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you should be. And also, Sigrid Nunes, um, I haven't actually read any other Sigrid Nunes, um, but that book was so easy to read. It was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's super short. It's like less than 200 pages, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it. I can't wait for you to read it. Um, On the subjects of uh, Japanese literature, before we go into a break, I just want to mention something that I just accidentally ran into this morning. I was browsing through Japanese dramas that I want to watch for the next couple mm. of days. Mm. And I came across with one called Tokyo Women's Club. It's translated in, into Chinese. It's called Tokyo Women's Club. But the original Japanese name is Nile Perch Women's Club. In using Nile Perch, because Nile Perch is the type of fish that is very destructive to like a local ecological environment. So where, wherever that you put the Nile perch into like a lake or something like that, it will destroy, it kills everything. It kills everything. Anyway. Ooh, okay. So this is actually based, um, I look into it, this is actually based on a novel by Asako Yuzuki. Um, mm. Unfortunately, there's no English translation yet. There's only a Chinese edition. So it's a story exploring female relationships through very dramatic twist that includes blackmailing of each other. So it actually starts um, of the woman, what's her name? Mizukawa Asami, the one that you watched who was, who played the Tokyo girl. Yeah, I love her. She's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, so she plays one of the protagonists in this mm-hmm. drama. It's quite interesting. I, I Where finished, is it uh, showing? Is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. I have to see if there's any English streaming channels. I've just watched oh, it on okay. one of the Chinese streaming yeah website, but right, it seems right. quite wow. interesting. Yeah, and then and then there are Chinese subtitles down the bottom. Yeah, there's Chinese subtitles down in the bottom. I listen yeah, but, to but, partially in yeah, Japanese yeah, as well. And yeah, and also yeah, because Helen, you um study Japanese. In yeah, high school. yeah, I did. So you know, the basic conversations is fine for me. But, have you yeah, been to Japan? When I was really young, with mum and dad. When, you know? Oh, you mean like when you were three? It was three, yeah. 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 No, you need to go. Like I need yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, we should go, to go together. Once, yeah, that would be fun. Once all this fucking border is yeah. open, once well, we've my taken plan our vaccination. When, yeah. Why my plan after I get vaccinated, my first destination is Taipei for sure. Uh huh. I'm desperate to go back to Taiwan, seriously. There was this desperate. news um, announcement from SBS this morning. I was listening to yeah. their like, daily podcast. So apparently mm. Taiwan will be probably the very first country that is open to Australia because of the way that they've managed their COVID situation. You know? so, Fuck, yeah, yes. Fantastic for us. Yes. I'm so excited. I really just am. Like dad, our dad sent, like yesterday sent a video in Chinese. I have no idea what it was about. I think it was like so a just health, to health warning. Yeah. yeah, but it was listen, like it was like drink hot water is better than drinking cold yeah, water. Just yeah. kind of Asian parents videos that they were. Yeah, sending. yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, where they have like shutter stock stock images for like um don't don't do this, don't do that, don't eat too much calories or um carbohydrates. Yeah, um and and just like the voiceover in Mandarin, Taiwanese Mandarin. Yeah. Every yeah. time I hear it, it strikes some part of my heart that just makes me yearn for Taiwan so bad. 
I really need、mm. to go back. That's why I say you need really need to watch. Also, really、oh, okay. need to watch Little Big Woman. Yeah, Helen has literally yeah, told me to watch that about twenty <laughs> times. I'm not kidding. I feel bad. I feel bad that I just keep like ignoring you. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's take yeah, a break, and we'll be right back because I'm going to the yeah, oven. Yeah, I'm going to put in my mushroom to grill for lunch. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Three, two, one, go! Okay, so guys, we're back. I've put, I've put my stuffed mushrooms in the in the、wow. oven, and excited about lunch. So Helen, yesterday in the morning at seven fifteen, I was at the、mm. Ivy. Nice. Some very poshy bar or something yeah, in, in the city. Winyard outside. Yeah. yeah, in the city, and there were literally like about four hundred people in this massive room when I rocked up.、Uh-huh. I rocked up about seven thirty, and it was a breakfast for IWD and. It was hosted by the Remarkable Woman organization, which is like an organization where you can join and be mentored by other women.、Mm-hmm. It's very, very finance slash marketing centric, like、okay. all those women who、yeah. want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's like corporate white shit. <laughs>、um, anyway, uh, and uh, they got Julie Bishop as a guest.、Mm-hmm. No comment, <laughs> <laughs> and、um, a Miranda Tapsell, and they were also going to get Yasmin Pool, who's this like really young, extraordinary、um, advocate, and、uh, she was sick, so、uh, they got Ro- Ronnie Khan instead,、yep. who's like the hot Oz Harvest founder. Okay, and、um, it was really like I had a good time because like I thought the host was like so professional.、Mm-hmm. So the host was the founder of Remarkable Woman. Her name is Shivani Gopu,、mm-hmm. and she's just like she. She sounded like a newsreader. She was so、okay. professional, and yeah, whenever、nice. she had the Q and A's, she was really really good. So I had a good time, and、um, the f- I didn't eat the food. It was like really. Were, like, I rocked up. There was like yeah, because like I'm not hungry at seven thirty in the morning.、Mm, okay. I eat breakfast at like around nine or nine thirty. So I just had loads of coffee. They had waiters in black and white going around, and、um, when I rocked up, there was like white tablecloths, and all the women were like dressed in. Oh, by the way, I was like the only Asian person. I think I saw <laughs> one other Asian person. Most,、oh、most of them were white.、Um, there were more、um, men than pe- women of color, which was like interesting.、Um, wow. And like all the, I looked at my table. I sat around women who were like. Kind of youngish like me, and they were、mm-hmm. immaculately dressed. Like every single woman had like long flowing hair that looked like they had just gone to get it blow dried. They had like mascara in their eyes. They wore really tailored, chic black blazers. Like they、mm-hmm. and、Power、heels.、Suits. All the yeah, all the women's、yeah. wear. All the women wear wore heels. They were just so fucking like put together. And I was、mm-hmm. like, oh my god, Jesus! I feel like. It must be so exhausting to be a remarkable woman, you know. <laughs> and then, like,、um, we also got、um, gift bags, which I'll tell you about later, <laughs> like goodie bags, which is my favorite part of going to any event.、Um, so,、uh, what was interesting um, was uh, Ronnie Khan spoke first, and she showed a video of herself,、um, mm-hmm. pro- and it was a video that's also on YouTube, which we'll link to the show notes, and it's of Ronnie、um, promoting her book, which she. Published last year, and it's basically just a shot of her close up, right? And the、mm-hmm. camera never moves, 
and it's Ronnie with her voiceover saying how she wants to become more vulnerable and then slowly, slowly she takes off her glasses and then she takes off her earrings and then her necklace and then she starts wiping off her makeup. Uh, and then later, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like me showing me who I am. No bars hold. And then later at the end of the um, event um, when Ronnie was on the stage with Julie Bishop and Julie Bishop was like, wow, Ronnie, you're so brave. Like I could never do what you did in the video. And then I was just thinking afterwards like, Really? That's what we've come to in 2021. Feminism is is when we call a woman taking off her makeup publicly makeup brave. brave. Uh, yeah, I was like, really? That's the standard we've cast now? Well, that's a standard for white feminism, not intersectional, yeah. you know. We it's, always yeah. know that. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it, it was... Um, I, I asked the women standing around, sitting around me where they're from, and a lot of them were like marketing finance <laughs> now you're maybe. rolling your eyes <laughs> yeah i just i can't i don't me and marketing and finance people just like clash because i don't understand what they do and why they do what they do ha <laughs> pretty mean of me to say but anyway that's my view um but yeah uh miranda tapsell was my favorite thing mm-hmm. person yep. that morning um miranda tapsell spoke about how she got emotional at one stage saying oh. she was like thank you for inviting me because she said, um, I look around at all the IWD events and nobody's invited Indigenous women. That's so pathetic. She's like, where are we? Like, and also, she's like, we're, she we're women be, as well. She you know? will be the only guest that is not involved in finance slash marketing yeah. and politics, isn't or, it? Like or she's, business. She's in yeah, exactly. like arts, arts industry. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. And she had this pixie haircut, which looks like yours, Helen. Yay. And the moment I saw her, the moment I saw her, I was like, I want to get that haircut. And for the rest of the day, on Wednesday, I was like, just thinking about, okay, I need to get that haircut. I need to get that haircut. Get Seriously, it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, I'm so reactionary. Like, I just did not want to be like any of the other women in the in the whole ballroom who mm. were like, just so put together. Seriously, I was sitting in a room full of Ivanka Trumps. That's what it felt like. <laughs> They were just so beautiful. Yeah. They were beautiful and so made up. I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I was in corporate for a little while, but I don't think I ever gone over the top two. Yeah, I to love us. I love you, me, and Helen yeah, and make Lisa over because not much. Yeah. yeah, because none of us are like fake like that. None of us feel like we need to put on fucking piles of makeup, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know what's with the makeup. I mean, I think it's just a society standard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very sad because you go into this event, you think you're supposed to be yourself, but at yeah, the end no. of the day, you're I w- still, I don't know, you still have to put yourself in that kind of bubble that to present, to make other, or I don't know, to, to be taken photos, to be yeah. put on yeah. social media, to show yeah. that you are like that because, not because you want to, maybe they want to, I don't know, but. Yeah. Because that the society has constrained you to do so. Yeah. I actually think um, the sign of equality will be the day when women rock up to work without makeup. Mm. Don't you think? That'll be when there will be no like distinguish, distinguishing features in terms of like how women and men are treated differently, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because seriously, like what was so astonishing to me that morning was I, I literally like I spent about the night before I was starting to think about what kind of... Um, outfit I was mm. going to wear because yeah. like I was like okay I've got I'm going there to represent my publication as a journalist like I need to dress up you know mm. I need to look corporate anyway I ended up wearing like this 
this like casual skirt and then like a t-shirt i literally wore a t-shirt, <laughs> t-shirt. and then like uh-huh. my casual blazer uh-huh. um i looked like a prep student and then i wore my boots like i wore my um rm william knockoffs they're actually not rm william knockoffs they're backs or something uh-huh. blue backs the tasmanian brand anyway uh-huh. And um, I literally was like, oh, it'll just be women this morning. So I'm not going to put on makeup. I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Like I literally thought, no, nah, I can't be bothered putting on makeup because it will all be women. Yeah. And I think that makes me realize I'm not actually into women, even though I tell myself I'm like bi-curious because, um, because I just didn't need, I felt like I didn't need to appeal to men because I thought the whole morning would be a women's event. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't need to plaster my face with makeup. And so I was really shocked when I rocked up to see so many women just like their faces were so made up. And I was like, uh, isn't this an all women's event? And like, why, why are everyone trying? Why is everyone trying so hard to look good? Well, because I think ultimately women are still, this is what I say to you when you told me about it. I think I said that this is like, we have to distinguish, you know, feminism. There's still a very uppity slash white feminism that would kind of exclude all other type of activism. Like I told you that Mm. the women around my community who have similar events for IWD as well, I don't think they will ever put up an event that costs $140 for a head because no one can afford that, you know. And it's a very community, like we have very community-based events here and usually it's free. And it's like, mm. you know, you go into community centers and you, you have a couple of stores or set up and we talk about things. But I don't know. It's just very pretentious to me what you have described. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My mom's just calling me and I've rejected her phone call. <laughs> so because I'm in the middle of a podcast. So okay, I, I feel yeah. like it's very uppity kind of mm. event. Is that a good, yeah. Well, yeah, like, I, I guess it's good thing that Helen mentioned something I failed to pick up, which is that um, it was $150 for a head. Oh, oh my gosh. And they had, yeah, it was corporate, 140 or 150 yeah. And um, a lot of corporate tables, you know, mm-hmm. around the place. Well, what kind of messages uh, were they trying to convey? Like, apart from mentoring, oh, okay. yeah, that's fine. But yeah. you're mentoring a group of young women who will probably already been pretty much established and have a privilege to enter kind of that kind of industry. Are they yeah, yeah. looking to expand their, I don't know, services or their mission into helping a wider community of women? Yeah. You well, know? I think... Um, what was interesting was when the CEO and the founder of Remarkable Woman, that program, Chivani mm-hmm. um, Gopal, when she spoke, she then put on a video that was like a promotional video for like the organization. You can sign mm-hmm. up to pay and you have to pay to be a member and then access, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. career advice videos and one-on-one tuition and all that. And a, a lot of the testimonials, they were of white women. Mm. of um, white women just saying like saying oh this program helped me gain more confidence in myself and like what I kept hearing from all the members was like confidence 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 building and I was like really that's not really changing systemically no I'm just like really like as in that is what I would pay I'm confident Mm -hmm. already Mm -hmm. like I, I can't believe that the bar is like it seemed like such a low bar Mm-hmm. you know like confidence yeah. building is a thing that um that you have to now pay as a professional woman someone else to help you get it's like mm. god really i just felt a bit like strange <laughs> about eyes. that 
<laughs> and also, like, men don't ever pay to join a club where they're like, oh, guys, I'm going to teach you how to be more confident. They just... Guys are told to be by the society yeah. that they can be confident without yeah, being exactly. fucking pain. I know. It just sounds like a, those, what do you call it, multi layer selling <laughs> scheme that you pay yeah, and Tony, you get Tony networking. Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> so this year's yeah. IWD, um, there's a hashtag on it. What do you think about that? Choose to, Choose to challenge. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So Miranda Tapsell said that she chose to challenge the fear of speaking out, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what Ronnie Khan or Julie Bishop said, but um, what do you choose to challenge this year, Helen? Um, I agree with uh, Miranda about choose to challenge speaking out because that's partially oh. what we're doing with yeah. our podcast. Yeah. I think as a mum, like I, I shouldn't be using as being a parent as an element of a challenge because it's just so generic. But I'm just very happy to see that my next generation is going to be, or hopefully going to be very active in speaking out as well. Not just myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. going to be like a continuous thing. On our Instagram post the last few days, that I'll ask you mm. who you want to you know, put on as a representation yeah. for you who inspire for IWD. And I placed, yeah. I put our Nai Nai, our grandmother, and my, my daughter, yeah. whereas you have SL and Lim. Yeah. I've briefly Who's watched... actually non-binary. Oops, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, so I briefly looked through her work and also her videos on the Stella Price yeah. um, Nice, what did she say? I can't... This is this is the funny thing about me because I can't rephrase of what people say, but I can rephrase the the feeling that someone given me of okay, the message they convey. Then, then do it. Do um, it. Do it now. She's pretty much saying that the work that she written is called Revenge, wasn't it? The three, yeah. the murders. It's a great yeah. book. Um, a great I want to really she's read it. So she's talking about how um, the society's inequality between daughters and sons, which is pretty much that we have experienced through as well. It's particularly in Asian culture and Asian family, mm. you know, institutions. Mm. Mm. So I feel like the way that she had presented herself in that video, that you can tell that she's a bit similar to me, as in she's introvert, because she's not looking at the yeah. Um, yeah. the camera. She's she yeah. kind of like talking to someone else who's on the, yeah. on the side. The feeling she gave me is that she's got a lot to express, but she's not really yeah. expressing it in a very conventional way. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. book writing book is definitely a good way for her to express. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to she's read her book. She's a genius. Yeah. She's a genius, by the way, yeah, and um, she lives in, she lives close to me, and we, <laughs> I see her, I see, I try and see her at least once a week, but I feel like a few, even last year this time, I got into Columbia, I was desperate to move out of Sydney, because mm-hmm. I just thought there are no clever people in Sydney, yeah. <laughs> but meeting, meeting her and being like so close to Billy and Kyle has really made me think, like, I want to stay in Sydney, because, oh, um, great. Uh-huh. because there are geniuses here. Yeah, of course. There are actual geniuses mm-hmm. in Sydney. Yeah. But like I said over and over again, it's hard for um, Sydney like to manufacture geniuses because of the beaches <laughs> and the weather. It's always the weather. The <laughs> literally, like yeah. yeah, literally, I cannot keep, I cannot stop talking about this. Okay, the reason why there are so many great writers in London and Paris and Berlin and New York is because, because it's cold they're cooked in those, up. <laughs> yeah, because they cooked. Yeah, and Russia, you know, because <laughs> because they're always in order depressed. to make great art. Yeah, you need to have cold weather so that you can stay indoors and do shit. But like mm. when if you live in a city like Sydney, 
it's hard to do shit when like the weather is so great outside and there are such beautiful beaches because you all you want to do is spend the whole your whole day outdoors yeah. and people who spend time outdoors never never created any great art do you think and that is such a controversial <laughs> remark and pl- someone please just like kill that remark for me prove me wrong someone out there just prove me wrong we're gonna get cancelled. Rebut me. You're gonna get cancelled. Yeah. No, no, no. I want someone to rebut me with that because I honestly think that like there is a correlation between like weather and geniusness. Mm. I think it's because it's the optimism that we experience through like going to the beach and having a good mm. weather that you just yeah, don't really consider. Free oh, what's healthcare. The, what's the purpose yeah. of life? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like our healthcare system. You know, great lifestyle. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I think I'm the one of the very pessimistic um, person around my social group. That's why I can't speak to anyone literally mm. about shit. You You're know? a cynic. You're not pessimistic. You're a cynic. <laughs> As in, you know, you, you raise, I raise questions like, like things like that and they, they were like, oh, but that's not really important, you know. You're healthy. You're happy. You know, what's, why do you have to think so much? <laughs> shit like that. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't stand those people. Um. Tell me um, something else about your week while I go and turn my oven off right now. Okay. So with the correlation to IWD, I looked up um, documents. Like I literally want to research after reading uh, Invisible Woman, like questioning myself, then what is so good being a woman? What is so good about being a woman? You know, because we're getting all these data saying that we are so in the era of inequality compared to men. Um, then I looked up and it's actually quite shocking uh-huh. to me because all those oh, articles yeah? are very socially constructed. And if they have been titled like, what is so good about being a woman, those benefits that's been listed are specifically very socially constructed. Mm. Women are like that because it's how the society has been constructed, not because it happens naturally. And mm. the statements are mostly very... Uh, gender stereotype and I kind of as sick of it like I disagree okay I'm just gonna come out with a couple of lists it says that women are better at multitasking and communication skills no we're not Mm. we are because Mm. we're forced to do so yeah you know not because we're naturally good at it not because yeah um, we want to be good at it you know the reason that we need to multitask because there are so many things that happen to us that we need to take care all at once take on yeah yeah expected of us and and unpaid yeah and unpaid unpaid. always unpaid yeah yeah i think we have been forced into become a good communicator is because that's a society expected woman to speak more politely to consider other people's feeling before we open our mouths and you just do a fucking shit load of mental thinking before we speak yeah Yeah. Um, another one is that women tend to live longer i have tons of men that say that to me whenever i'm trying to argue feminism with them no we Mm. do live longer but we don't we do not have the quality of life the home Mm. uh what's it called homelessness rates Mm. for women over 50 Mm. has increased dramatically the past few years so Uh, what what's the point of living longer honestly it's like living longer but we don't have the quality of life and the quality the services or medical the medical health as well you know, we have mm. often get put down or ignore when we raise mm. questions about our own bodies. Yeah. Another one is that women get to do makeup and we have more options on fashion. It's just so bullshit. It's like, oh it's not God. our fault. It's like, man, you can do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Another one is women can show their emotions and don't get judged. That's not our problem. Well, that's I don't think well, that's positive. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. men can show emotions, and often who men are judged by men rather than women when they show oh, their emotions, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the um, metrics are different. Like, um, I think a man who, I think it, it depends where you are. Like, a, a man and a woman crying at the workplace, I think both of them will be judged, but just differently. And mm-hmm. I would say perhaps the man would be judged more severely. I mean, no, obviously I would say he would be judged more severely. Mm. Uh, men have to mutilate their emotions, um, which is like the awfulness of being a man. But um, yeah, definitely there's this double standard in terms of like what your behavior is like in the workplace and how you get treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the lists that I partially agree are... Mm. Number one, mothers are the reasons that smart men exist. I think mostly true <laughs> because uh, yep. woman knows what to do with well, their sons or, in order to improve yeah, well, the lives of women. <laughs> everyone came from a mother, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, however, I don't think it's fully true because I think fathers can do as as well mm. raising their sons. Yeah. Um, this one on the list, it says multiple orgasms. Is that like it's okay. a is a good thing to be a woman having multiple orgasms? Really? I assume that well, men have I'll... multiple orgasms well, too. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Weird. And the last one that I'm gonna mention is that are women naturally more sensitive or is it socially constructed? Oh no, no, totally socially constructed. Mm-hmm. I think ninety nine percent of the different traits that people have been told this is man, this is female, I think ninety nine percent of them are socially constructed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um I know men who are more sensitive than a lot of women I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I like what you said about the communication things. A lot of what's been thrust upon us as feminine conventionalities are just um, are that, are, are feminine conventionals, conventional stuff that have been thrust upon us. They're not chemical or gen- they're not genetic. They're not, you know, biological. Mm-hmm. I, I really disagree with all that. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of ideology. And like um, speaking of um, sort of biology, um, Caitlin Moran, she was the woman who spoke at the very end of All About Women Festival on Sunday. Mm-hmm. She was being interviewed by Yumi Steins. It was a f- sensational session. Um, and uh, one thing that Caitlin Moran said that I didn't agree with was she was like, oh, um, estrogen is the reason why like um, you're caring and nurturing. And like oh, when, really? you're, when, you, when you hit, and she's like, when you hit menopause, estrogen leaves you and then you become someone who just doesn't give a fuck or just doesn't give a shit about anything and then i thought about this and i was like no i actually don't agree i think yeah that, i don't agree with that um, as well I, th- I think that um women continue to be extra extra caring and and um doing other people's emotional labor because we're taught to mm-hmm. you know like our, our mum, she's past menopause and she is still like one of the most caring people i know and i know like um, a lot of women over 50 who have passed menopause, they're still extremely caring, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like I didn't agree with Caitlin Moran's um, rant about estrogen and how like that's uh, God's way of making women care for their babies. And then, yeah, it was Yeah, that doesn't thing, sound but... very real when, you, when you've seen a lot of grandmothers are caring for yeah. their grandkids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, she was so funny. I love her so much. Like Helen, you gave me her book, how to be a woman several years ago for Christmas. I still haven't read it. 
<laughs> uh, I feel bad. Yeah. But she's come out with a new book um, this year, which is what why she was being um, asked to come. Um, she didn't actually come. She was appearing through live screen. Mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, Laura Bates is a UK writer who was the um, inventor of uh, the Sexist, Everyday Sexism Project. She was also um, on appeared on live stream on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawa Beck is uh, a writer from New York, I believe. Uh, white who, feminism. Yeah, she yeah. wrote about white feminism, and I went on a really big rant about how much her talk irritated me, but I won't go into detail <laughs> right now. And then Isabella Alande was um, the writer who also spoke through live stream um but no the all about women festival andrew and i went to six or seven sessions wow and okay it was, yeah it was i thought i would be like fucking exhausted uh-huh. by like the third session but no i was like still really i think what 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 really affected me that day was my hips because we were sitting all day oh, and yeah. so like I, yeah my annoying. hips were like god yeah i feel so old <laughs> i feel like a fucking old woman like just like oh my hips my hips are painful <laughs> yeah um as women in our 30s now um kayla moran did say that um, when you get older the thing is um you can no longer drink as much and your knees give way which i thought was funny Um, it's not my knees oh my knees are also not that strong anymore but it's my hips um so i remember speaking to edwina um throsby who's the director of all about women and she said Mm -hmm. that every year since the beginning of all about women that started like eight years ago eight or nine she said that um, the crowd is around 5% men and it's continued to be about 5% men. So I looked around every session and Andrew was like often the only handful of uh, men in the crowd. And mm. <laughs> every time he went to the bathroom, he was like, and I see the same straight guys. Straight men. What about straight <laughs> yeah. men? I know there were a lot of gay men last year. I don't see oh, a lot right. of straight men attending yeah. IWD's events. Yeah, but it was really funny. Like um, Andrew was like, oh, I just see the same guys at the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> And like he was joking like by the end of the day they might become friends <laughs> because you just like see the same dudes at the mm. bathroom yeah mm. it's really funny well to end our um episode i think speaking of the actual positivity of being a woman yeah. i think it is that women are very uh forward thinkers of the change for the change and for the revolutions you know partially due to the oppressions that female and also other minorities face but also um we have to say that we are definitely smarter <laughs> due to the social construction in patriarchy society. It had limited females' ability to do so much more. So yeah. that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just the history of um, men dominating allowing women to go to school. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's all true. it is. We yeah. have, we're just as smart. There are just as many female geniuses out there. Yeah. yeah. But because of the patriarchy and mm-hmm. what it has done to actively suppress women Mm -hmm. um it's just meant that we just think there's only one type of smart person and it's it's just so universal it's it's, that person is in a male body that's wrong that's completely wrong also the old theories from the 30s where you know white guys were like oh no um it's biological that black people are inferior like intellectually (laughs) inferior that's all fucking junk it's just that's all junk junk. yeah yeah it's just the way that they're constructed to be to dominate others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's literally white supremacist ideology. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to finish by saying my uh, my challenge. I choose the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this year I choose the challenge, um, the voice in my head that in the morning tells me I'm, I'm not good looking. <laughs> Seriously, I look in the morning. Sometimes I look at, like often I'll look in the mirror and I just don't think I'm beautiful. 
I'm choosing to challenge that voice in my head this year. I'm so sick of that voice saying I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I just you I'm have like, to tell yourself. You, voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't care anymore. I can get Aya to、matter. send a video to you. Like I'm beautiful.、Yeah. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Send it to me. Yeah. Okay. I will. Um. So that's the end of our um episode. Oh, before we go, I have to mention the Stella Prize nominations. So、oh. Jesse's got nominated for long list or with Stella Prize. Oh, cool. <laughs> 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 She's making funny face now, and I've looked through a couple. Well, actually, I looked through all the nominated writers、yeah. video on YouTube, and what made me really sad was that there wasn't a lot of views on each video. It was like single、yeah. digits. Ten yeah, or seven, like、yeah. just it shocks me that how little that the overall society hasn't really taken notice of the of women of writers. Of women writers, yeah, and yeah. all of them are brilliant when they're describing、yeah. their book. I want to read all of the books. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So if you have time, you know our listeners, go up onto YouTube, Stella Price, look through the videos, and pick a、yeah. book. You know, you yeah, would yeah. need to. If you haven't read something that's out of your comfort zone, read something that's just going to open your perspective. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. So. Thanks, Helen. That was.、Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. We're now on Acast.、Uh, give us a five star rating if you like our podcast, and share with your friends. Um. We're now with Acast support. So if you like. Um, support our show by donation. Buy us a coffee or a chai latte. You can find our episodes and updates on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Asian Bitches Down Under.、Um, send us a DM or feedbacks or discussion you would like us to have.、Um, what would you would like us to have on the show?、Um, yeah, so that's it. So we'll chat to you next time. Yeah, and also、um, send us your what you choose to challenge this year, guys. Yeah, let us know. Okay, bye for now. Yeah, bye.